Yo, yo, and welcome to the Generation Gamers Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Johnny Casino, and Ben, I have finally been inside a casino for the first time ever. You haven't been in a casino before? No, uh, the closest I've ever been before yesterday was um, I played slot machines and a bar at the end of a pier in Okinawa, Japan. I'm so confused. We lived like 10 minutes away from a casino in Washington. Okay, I but... I think you would have gone to Vegas at some point. No, I mean... So there's part of me that wants to go to Vegas, right? I want to go do the people watching and all that stuff. But I don't like gambling because then you lose money and now you just lost money. Like, like it's not like... Okay, so let me give you my experience real quick and, and, and maybe this will help you understand. Okay. We were in New Orleans... Um, we went there for a, a concert that ended up being part of a festival and it was a whole thing. Um, I, I, I want to say that the short of that is that Mumford and Sons, whether you like them or not, put on one hell of a show, like an incredible show. Uh, we also saw Perfect Circle, who um, I actually quite enjoyed um, most of the people right around us, like our little group of people that had kind of like gathered around the wife and I yep. couldn't care less about a Perfect Circle. Um, so, uh, but they, they put on a, a good show for what they were. Lots of like light stuff going on. So like the big, so they had these two big screens on either side of the stage so that you could see the close-ups and stuff like that a little bit better. Those were just turned off during a perfect circle because their stage was mostly like dark. Like you, you couldn't even see the lead singer. Like, it, I mean, you could tell where he was, but you couldn't actually see him until like the show was over and he was bowing and saying, thank you. Like, cause there was never a light on him. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, that uh, there was a band called the Revivalists, which I don't know if you've ever heard of the Revivalists. They have nope. two drummers, which I think is excessive. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, but they put on a really good show. Like, they're not the music I would ever just like, jam out to in the car, but they put on a really good show. Uh, Third Eye Blind was there, which I love Third Eye Blind, but it's a little bit weird oh. because you see the guy and you're like, oh, He's old now playing these basically teenage songs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but they were good. He still put on a good show and whatever. It was it was much better than some of the other 90s bands that I've seen since that you're like, mm, like Tonic. They're like, mm, you, yeah, you have not evolved at all. Um, but we so we, we went to we went to New Orleans and we went to this hotel and Amy had booked it through. I don't know one of those booking sites. So she had no idea what hotel she was booking or anything. She just knew a little bit about it. So we get there Hotline or something. Yeah, I think it was at, so we get there and a, a number of issues. One, you had to, to park at the hotel. Cause the hotel was in kind of like a downtown area. Like, I don't know, a block away from stepping into the French quarter, which is why we got it. We wanted to be close to the French quarter. Yeah, man. Uh, we also didn't do almost anything in the French Quarter, so it really wasn't worth it to do it that way. Um, but but to park there, you had to valet park, and it was fifty dollars a night. I believe it, which is stupid expensive. And we called the lady to find out about parking, and she's like, "Well, you can look around, but everything's going to be about that price." Well, when we got there, and after we'd already valet parked and would have had to pay for it anyway. She was telling us that you could actually park over at Harris Casino, which is a block-ish away. And as long as you gamble for 30 minutes, 
you can park for free. Like you get like a free parking pass. Oh, they'll validate your parking. It, it's not even just validate your parking. Like, so the way it works is you get this card and when you do a machine, when you go play a table, whatever, they put the card in and it keeps track of your time. And it's not exact minute for minute. Like there's some stuff that goes into it, but it wasn't too bad. Um, and then once you pay for it, play at least 30 minutes, you swipe it through this thing and it prints you out a free parking thing. And when you leave, like it's supposed to be that you play 30 minutes every day you're parked there. So if you're parked there for a week, you have to play 30 minutes every day. But the reality is when you go to leave, you just scan this thing and the, the deal opens. So you could stay there for a week, play just that last day, and then have parked all that for free. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And so we didn't know this until, you know, it was too late for the first day. So we had to pay for it the first day. So the second day we did that, I got up early yesterday morning, went down there, had to wait around to, for the card thing to open, got my card, right? They upgraded me to platinum status because I'm a veteran. Hey. Yeah. That. It doesn't do a lot for you that I would ever use personally. Um, and I play like the, uh, the, the, the cheap ass slots for about 40 minutes. Um, I, I think I spent like 20 bucks, but that's the thing is like play for 40 minutes. I ended up spending about 20 bucks. I didn't really have that great of a time. I think it was cause it was just me sitting there trying to like blow the time. Um, I think if I went into a casino with a few hundred dollars, I'm like, okay, if I lose this, it's fine. And I had people with me and I was doing like more stuff. Maybe I'd have a better time. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing. So, you know, me and my buddy, Jimmy would have Vegas a lot. Right. And Jimmy's a, you know, power gambler dude has, you know, he does the work. Yeah. You know, he gambles a lot of money. Uh, so when we go, you know, he gets comped like everything, like rooms and all that. You know, we're going to December. But you got to like, you know, play table games, get excited. You know, the old Asian lady who's smacking the table and chain smoking cigarettes sitting next to you, you know, <laughs> or find somebody who's it's their first time in Vegas and like watch them just like, you know, reach out and touch the cards and the dealer like smacks them, the bouncer throws them out the door and stuff. Nice. You know, can't touch the cards. It's a big deal. So, okay. So yeah. if you're playing blackjack, you can't even touch your own cards? No, no, you can't touch anything. Okay. You like, you can signal on the table. That's it. So, uh, I, at one point I had gone through the initial money I was going to spend and I was like, okay, I didn't think I had like the way it works there. There's like these tiers that build up. It's like every $5 is a tier Every $5 you gamble. Right. Yeah. Is a tier. And I was like, man, do I have to get this tier up all the way to 30? And so I was going to go ask him about it, walking around. And they actually had like the video blackjack. And I almost played that. Like that was what I was going to do because I don't want to sit there in front of a dealer right now. Right. Why not? Because then you're because okay, with video blackjack, right? You play one hand. If you want to just play one hand and like, let's say it's a $5 hand. And you lose it yep. five bucks and you can be like, all right, peace, I'm out. But like you feel this obligation to sit there longer if you're in front of an actual dealer. Well, yeah, because you're part of the table, man. You're a part of something. Yeah, but I was trying not to lose too much money, right? I'm trying to lose less money than it would have cost me to park. Yeah. I don't know. They have a sports book there. You could have sat in a sports book. That's always a good time, too. Yeah, they had a uh, a horse racing game, but it was an actual like you bet on these like little mechanical horses running around. I almost did that because that looked really cool. Like I could definitely see some stuff in there where if I went with a group of people and even Amy for like certain ones, that it could be a good time. But I don't know. It's not my thing. Like it's it's you know you know potentially now you could win and it could be great, right? But if you don't, then you basically just threw this money out for and and it can go so quick. Yeah, that's, you know, 
like the basic rule is you never put more on the line than you're willing to lose. Yeah, I which mean, is which is fine. But let's say I'm willing to lose two hundred bucks. But let's say that yeah. two hundred bucks only lasts an hour, and then you're like, well, that was like the 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 time versus money thing gets me. It's kind of like with video games, right? If I can get ten hours of a video game, um, then sixty dollars is worth it to me, right? Like that's kind of my line. If I can get ten of ten hours, then then I have I have gotten my money worth out of it. But one hour for how, however much, you know, it's like, oh, shit. Like, the, the, the time money comparison does not work in my favor. That's why you got to not lose. Okay, but you're not always, and I mean, I was playing slots. So you're not completely in control. And I was also mad because I, couldn't, I could not find a machine where I could really pull the lever. Like, I want that mechanical machine where I pull the lever and. It's not a thing anymore. It's all buttons, man. I know, that's crap. Um, so before we get into the, the, uh, our, our normal, um, first person ish shooter games that we always talk about in every show, uh, I do want to tell you, so I got my new phone. It was here when I showed up, when I got back home from, from new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the iPhone XR. Uh, okay. I, I will tell you, so but here's my first thing. The facial recognition that I was all worried about works pretty good. Like I haven't it's had smooth. any problems. Yeah, I, I've I've had a hat on with sunglasses. You literally like tap the screen to wake it, and like hold it anywhere near your face, and it just unlocks. And you have to like slide it open to to get it in, whatever. Um, here here's a couple things, right? So one, a big issue with my last phone was I didn't have enough storage. This is only a 64. And I was talking to the guy at the store about what I needed, and we both kind of came to the conclusion 64 is more than enough for what I need, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. I looked at my storage and part of my issue before was I had this like, I don't know, eight gigs of what would they call it? Other. Okay. And it was taking up all this space. Um, I looked that eight gigs of other are still there. So it's I'm probably your text messages or something. No, that falls under something different and I can go through and delete all my text messages and it's still there. Like, I don't know what this <laughs> is. No one on the internet can tell me what this other is and why there's so damn much of it. You have audiobooks on there, podcast maybe storage. That's that's falls under a different category on the storage. It's mm. eight gigs of just other, and I have wiped the phones, whatever. I don't know. So I get the phone. First of all, Ryan uh, keeps changing his passcode on his iPad, and because of that, he forgot it and like completely locked out his iPad to the point where I had to plug it in in like factory reset it on iTunes. Why is he cha- Why does he have a password on it to begin with? They all require some kind of like little like four digit number. You can disable that, man. You can just turn it off. I'll have to look into that. I might do that then. I yeah. thought <laughs> you don't need passwords. <laughs> but anyway, so he did that. So I had to deal with that when I came home. Um, what was the other thing? Um, oh yeah, so I so I get home. I start setting this up, and the setup process for these things is so awesome. Like. I, I turned it on. It's like, hey, if you have another one, set it nearby. So I set my other phone next to it. I hit some buttons on both of them. I had to like hover my one phone, my new phone with the camera over like a circle on the old one. And then it just did everything. Like I did, I did a, a, an iCloud backup of the old one and then just everything moved over. Some some apps I had to sign into again. Some apps I didn't. Um, It was awesome. Like that is the smoothest transition of like, Switching over phones I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. 
So something else I was going to tell you about this. It's got some new apps I did not know existed. Like, uh, not that I didn't know existed, but like clips and iMovies and GarageBand automatically on there. I think maybe this wouldn't work on my old one. There's a measuring one. Have you, have you played with this measuring app? No. Okay. <laughs> so, so it puts this dot in this camera thing, right? And then you, you hold it up against something and you hit a button and then you scan over to the next one and it tells you how far between them and it like saves it in AR basically. And then you could do that for like a complete like square circle. I mean, I guess circle, probably not. It's awesome. It is. That's, Apple's getting crazy, man. I'm, I'm going to have to test out the accuracy of it later. Um, yeah, this is 12 inches. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I was going to use like an actual ruler or something. Um, so here's the other thing, I guess. Uh, I, so you text me earlier telling me you're awake and, and, and whatever. And so I'm out walking the dog. So I'm trying to one hand text. So this is a much bigger phone, much bigger screen. Like the screen, like the phone itself is slightly bigger than my old one, like physically, but the screen, you know, stretches all the way to the sides. And so like trying to like one hand text with it, not easy. That's it. Oh, I don't know if there's more to that. Oh, <laughs> no, no, I think I can't help you there, man. I, I think that I think that's it. I think that's it. Anyways, I like it. Um, it's big. We turns out we both have the same phone case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you totally copied me. See, you say that, but okay. So I use a Spigen one. If anyone's out there looking for a phone case, I use a Spigen one. It's like twelve, thirteen bucks or something like that. I've used it for the last three years on my old phone. I've used it on Amy's phone and somewhere else. And I have dropped my phone so many times, and it just it works so well. It does. Uh, my screen protector, I actually bought from T-Mobile and I'd never do that, but they were doing 50% off. And if the screen protector cracks, they'll replace it for free. Interesting. Yeah. So, hmm. so man, let's talk some video games. What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, it's been told to us that they like it when people, people, I don't know, at least one person likes it when you talk about destiny. And so what's going on either with the game or with you in the game? You said you got pulled into one last night. Yeah, I got pulled in to help finish a raid off. You know, so the last boss, his name is Riven. It's a big, like, you know, worm god looking thing. So there's a group of friends of mine who were trying to pull a guy through who was severely underleveled. They're like, hey, we're trying to get him up. You know, uh, the clan I'm in, we're recruiting. So we're trying to get some people up to, like, raid level so we can start, like, a second raid team. Okay. So they're like, hey, we're going to like try to pull this guy in. Um, so, yeah, so I was sitting there playing Red Dead and somebody sends a message like, hey, can you help finish off you know, a, a last, last wish run? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I popped in and like I don't know what it was about last night. I, I had a few beers, but we were just getting like shit on real hard. So we ended up having to use the cheese strat, which is you know just like a really easy method involving cluster bombs on rockets. Whole thing, it's just the easy mode of the boss. Like you kind of skip like the majority of it. So okay, yep. So got in, did that. Um, the Halloween events going on right now, which is actually really you know it's cool. So they took kind of a weak piece of content, something called the Infinite Forest from like two expansions ago, and they called it the Haunted Forest. So they pretty much took this like really open like uh, self generating like a how do you call like a what was the game you played? Isaac something? The Binding of Isaac? 
Binding of Isaac? What do you call that genre of game? Uh, it, it. Oh God! Now that you're asking me, I it's a it's a rogue, a rogue like or something like that. Yeah, but where it like generates every time it's different. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, um. Oh my God! It's something. Oh my God! You're yeah, killing so, me. So Destiny has something like that where like it generates the dungeon as you go through it. Okay. So they took this kind of weak piece of content and they made it their Halloween content. So they like blacked it out. There's like these like super monsters running around in there that like one shot you. And we didn't talk about this before, but it's kind of like scary almost. Like not scary as in like, you know, I'm not like scared, like running away scared. I'm like checking corners. I'm kind of freaked out. Like sometimes your radar will go away depending on like where you're at in it. And man, it's kind of freaky. Like, there's like hordes of enemies that will just run out of nowhere. These giant dudes with axes that come out of like sides that you can't kill and you just have to run away from. Okay. It's a, it's a great piece of content, but it's like their Halloween event. So I've been running through that a lot, just really enjoying it. So, so I, I it finally hit me. It's procedurally generated. That's it. So they have procedurally generated dungeons that uh, you're like going through. And every time you like clear a certain wave, you get a boss. So if you get to like seven, that's like the where you get the mark at. So like even before you know, we hopped on this this morning, I went and ran run one through trying to get a group of guys to seven. Didn't get there, got to six. So you get like a, an emblem if you get to seven levels. So when you say it's kind of scary, like in what way? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what's coming. There's like these, you know, it's dark, number one. So, like, I'll just, like, randomly, like, jump thinking there's another, like, platform there and die or, like, I'll turn a corner and be, like, you know, kind of dead. My pistol, I'm reloading. I'll turn a corner. It's just, like, a whole horde of these, like, little enemies that just run up melee you to death. Yeah. So, I'm having to be, like, not super cautious. I still play very aggressively, but, you know, I'm, like, oh, my God, you know, there I go. I'm down again, you know. So... But it's cool. It's you know, it's very dark. You know, you can't see like you know, past like maybe ten feet in front of your guardian. And wow. you know, unless the enemies have like lights on their heads, you know, so like some like the exploding ones have like lights or heads glow blue. So you like turn a corner, there's like a sea of these blue dudes. I'm like, oh shit, man. So like, you shoot one, they all explode, you die, but your team just comes and gets you. That's cool. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just they took like one of their weakest pieces of content they made in destiny and they really turn it into a strength, which is awesome to see, like just super cool. Um, I, I like it when games do stuff for like certain seasons or whatever, right? Like, yeah. like whenever they put out the horror stuff, whatever. And I found myself and this could literally has nothing to do with Halloween. Right. But I found myself like wanting to play a horror game. And I think it's because I was listening to another show and they were talking about horror games and like why people play them and some study that was done that I don't, I wasn't paying too close attention of, but, um, and like that feeling, like that feeling you get when your heart starts racing and whatever else. And you're just like, yes. Right. Like in the last time I you know ex- really experienced that was Resident Evil seven, which if I ever get PSVR, I will buy that game again and for PlayStation to play it in VR. Like that seems like the greatest experience in the world. Uh, and I keep having to like stop myself from buying PSVR because I know there's other things I want to spend money on and we got financial changes coming up in the future and whatever else. But, oh man, I love it when they do that. Um, speaking of that, 
Fortnite, which we always end up yeah. going back to. Uh, so first of all, since the new season had started, like I'm not playing it the way I was before. Like when I play, I'll look at what the challenges are and I'm like, okay, what challenges can I do and stuff like that that are like relatively easy to kind of knock out during other matches. But um, I'm not trying to get myself to get every single thing anymore. I'm trying to help Ryan get far enough to earn, you know, the next season's, you know, enough currency for the next season to get the battle pass because I don't want to keep paying for it. Um, so he and I have been playing that. We're still, every once in a while, we're doing the disco domination, which is still kind of fun. You know, it's a very good way to get a bunch of kills if you need to get kills for some reason. It's a good way to like, you know, some of the challenges are, you know, get three kills with an AR, whatever, right? It's a good way to do that stuff. But about a week ago, I think it is, they put out Fortnite Mares. Yeah. And I don't know what you think, but I think this is one of the coolest things I've seen on there. <laughs> so it was... I always get really excited, like when people get pissed off in this game. Yeah. So you know, I saw these people like, oh my god, they're like messing it up. You know, like all these like pro sweaty players, or at least wannabes on Reddit, were just like freaking out because you know they're now zombies and you know the game, and even like some of the like real pros, like you know King Richard, who's like you know one of the best Fortnite players, is like Congress is down. It's a Halloween event. Like you don't have to be sweaty all the damn time. Yeah, and it, it, so, it'll it'll go away in time, which is kind of sad because yeah. I really enjoy it. It is. It's super cool, and to like see like you get in a firefight with somebody, and then like you know, all of a sudden like they get swarmed to go down. It's like, well, sucks to be you, Holmes. You know, <laughs> roll out, take the new pistol, and you know. So it's okay. So for those who don't play Fortnite, basically, here's what happened: is is as the game progresses, the developers keep adding stuff, taking stuff away, uh, changing stuff. The the overall outlier of the the map changes here and there. I mean, there was a spot where it was like a, a car shop or something like that, a, a depot of some sort, which had a big, you know, meteor hit it. So now it's a big divot in the middle. And, and then, uh, this latest season, there was this cube that was going around at the end of last season and it has now made things float. And there's these like, uh, corrupted areas and whatever else. And so this big cube that was like holding up, um, basically this area that was called loot lake, holding this thing up it has exploded and now as you run around the map there's these cubes that pop out sometimes they're there to begin with sometimes they just like form around people and they keep spawning zombies and the zombies will continue to spawn as long as that cube is there you can blow up the cube and everything's good but they will keep coming until then what's awesome is they're not that hard to take down right but they'll just keep coming at you and you get hordes of them. And I think the longer you're there, like more and more and more come out at one time. Yep. Um, but they drop weapons, they drop ammo. Um, and, and also like as you're fighting them, your health and your shield, your shield will build up. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's like a proximity to the thing or what, or like as you hurt them, it goes up. I think it's just being around them. Cause there's been some times where I was like, you know, building over them. You know. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so as you're going through, and so we played, we, you know, Ryan and I play duos, you go through, you land, you grab a couple of weapons and you're like, all right, let's go take down these horde of zombies. And you just start fighting them and you start blowing up their stuff. And there's like, you know, challenges that go along with it, whatever those, I haven't found that to be all that exciting. Um, 
but you, you keep taking these things down and you can build up your ammo, but then, you know, the thing shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And all of a sudden it's like more people in a small area doing this. And it's so much fun. To just like walk up on a guy. I did this yesterday. I had like six ammo left and, and that's all I had in one gun. And I see this guy like from afar and he's like fighting like a group of, of these zombies. And I just like took a couple pop shots and luckily his health was really low. A couple shots to the head. Dude was down, ran down, stole his guns. Oh, it was so satisfying. Dude, that new pistol is real good. So, yeah, so they put a new pistol in there. It's basically like a long-barreled six-shooter. Yep. And you have two options. You can aim down and, and, and like, shoot, like, a normal pistol. I think it's decently strong, right? Yeah, 100 to the head at max range. Um, But then you could also, like, shoot from the hip, and he actually shows the guy, like, throwing the hammer back with his hand, like in the old Western movies. Dude, fan, yeah, fan-firing it. Yeah. And, and I finally messed with that a little bit. That is really cool. Um, so what the two different shooting modes in that, like, have you noticed, like, so if you like pump a shotgun and then switch to that, you can just hold the trigger mm -mm. and it'll, it'll empty the thing. No. Yeah. So, you know, this is something they've never done is like have like firing modes for guns. Okay. So if you like shoot with a gun and switch to it real fast and just hold it, it'll just go. And empty the clip. Is that on purpose or is that a bug? No, that's supposedly that's like design purpose. I've seen like, you know, because I saw somebody talking about it on Reddit. I'm like, what? So, I, you know, I got on. I looked at it and it's legit. Like, you know, just like it'll bust all six shots real quick. Does and that, I'm like, that is. Does that do much for you? I mean, like, what? Where, where's the advantage there? So, like, let's say you have like a pump shotgun. Okay. And you're in close range. Okay. So you pump. You switch to that, and that'll, like, finish them off. Oh, okay. you're still doing, like, 65 to the body or something in close range. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It is. So, anyway, I plan to keep playing it. I, I, I think I enjoy the, the aspect of, like, just going after those guys and then eventually, you know, having to take on real people. Or what, And what kind of sucks is you're doing that, and then someone comes up on you and just picks you off, right, because you're not paying attention to them. Uh, I had one, they spawned a thing. I was in an area with a bunch of houses and they spawned a deal and I ran into a house to get some stuff. And then like, I could hear them walking through the house, like the zombies, cause they'll follow you yeah. like walking through the house. I don't know if they can go upstairs because the guy was kind of like stuck on a wall downstairs. I don't know. It was interesting. It was cool. I, I really enjoy it. Um, it'll be gone at some point and I'll be like, Oh, well that sucks. So, um, Besides that, Ben, do you have anything else actually on, on Fort Nightmares? No, it's fun. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah, it's can, a good time. You can sweat later. Uh, <laughs> so besides that, I, I finally got back into Kingdom Hearts 2 a little bit. and went through a couple more worlds. Um, I looked it up, and it's like a 30-something hour game, like just for the base <laughs> of it, and I'm about 14 hours in. So mm -hmm. I still have way more of that one than I expect. Uh, and once I finished that one, I still got to play Birth by Sleep, which I played about halfway through on the PSP back in the day, but I'm going to play all the way through that again. And then I can move on to the 2.8 uh, uh, final prologue remix or whatever it's called. I bought that because I was able, like, I was finally able to get it for like 15, 16 bucks at Best Buy. So I have that standing by waiting for me. Um, still really enjoying that. I've still been playing a little bit of, of Forza. Not a lot because I've done a lot of it. There's still more stuff to do. 
I'm still really enjoying it. And it's still one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, I've got 20 minutes to go do a race. I'll hop on and do a race or something like that, but not playing that nearly as much. I don't, I don't know if I'm playing much else. I have been playing my, the baseball game that I'm playing on the switch, the RBI 18. Oh yeah. How's that holding up? Uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, there, I talked about another show, but like, the one thing I would change is the pitching. Like I, you don't have different pitches. You just have fast, slow and medium and then left and right. Right. Um, that's about the only thing I'd really change about it. Uh, outside of that, it works great for me. It's pretty basic, which I kind of right. need. So I finally got to where I'm winning a few games. That's nice. Hey. Yeah. I lost like the first two and I think I've won the third and I'm on the fourth. Like I keep restarting the, like every time I hop in, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I lost the last few. I might as well. Like, there's no point in just continuing on that. Like, because I'm still practicing, right? I'm still learning. Yeah. So, um, but no, I'm liking it, I guess. It's fun. Oh, yeah, man. Um, so, let's talk. Do you, okay, here's, yeah, I'm going to give you some options here, Ben. Okay. I, at some point, I want to talk just a, a briefly on Project Stream. Okay. Um, do you want to go into that or do you want to get into Red Dead first? Uh, we can talk about Red Dead. Okay, so I whenever when we were starting this up, I didn't know what we were really going to talk about, but I decided I wanted you to attempt to convince me to play Red Dead because I didn't like the first one. Yeah. So, you know, John, we talk about video games and, you know, kind of what you like to get out of them. Yeah. And I really think that Red Dead would kind of scratch that story and immersion itch for you like if a game that like kind of will make you step out of like you know your headspace and relax so red dead has not only probably one of the best like gameplay mechanics like the shooting feels crisp the recoil is good you know it's absolutely gorgeous you know, which, I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's gorgeous. You know, you can play it on a normal TV and it still looks beautiful. You know, on the, the X, it looks absurd. Yeah. But the level of depth that Rockstar went to with this, like, the voice acting is amazing. Like, every one of the gang members has a different voice. You know, all the, like, little character interactions when people, like, greet you when you walk into a store or something. There's almost no loading screens. But then there's, like, a whole other level to it. So if you turn off the map in Red Dead, people will give you directions to, now, like, where you're going. Now, okay, and that worries me because I'm one of those people that will play an open-world game and just get pissed off at not being able to figure out where to go next. Yeah, so you can have waypoints on. Okay. And, and but that, like, so that, like, dialogue option changes. So really? Like, they won't, yeah, they won't tell you. They'll just be like, you know, it's over here. Instead, they'll be like, you know, go up to the river, take a right, go down to like, you know, the whatever tribe, and it's down that way. Okay, so with that, can you, in a menu somewhere, go back and like look that up? Like, can you can you go back and have something that either replays it or has it printed out so you can reread their directions, or do you have to remember these? Because I'm so rude. I think there's a journal that has all your like quests on it. And it'll have like the description of how to get there in that. Yeah. Okay. Because like in GTA, you have your cell phone. I think it's a journal is how it's like in this one. So here's the issue I've had in a number of games um, when they yeah. don't have waypoints is that I'll get into it 
and they'll start talking and something will distract me enough that I don't catch everything that they're saying either because I'm multitasking, which is what I'm normally doing. Um, or I just miss it because I'm just not quite paying close enough attention or whatever. Right. I, I don't have the greatest attention span anymore after consuming way too much media in the last few years. Um, and so I, then I don't know where I'm going and then I just sit there lost and I'm just pissed off because I'm sitting there and I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to make everything move forward. And I'm just like, this sucks. You're playing like kingdom hearts two right now. Yeah. Which is relatively linear. Yeah, it's it's and something that David told me when I was getting into two from one is that because with one I'd had actually had that problem I'm talking about where like I did not know where to go in these like little small worlds like I didn't yeah. know what I was looking for or what to do this one it's a little bit more direct and I need that yeah so here like there are towns like you know you're gonna start here you're gonna go here the next event is here and all that like you'll know like they'll be like all right you know we're gonna do the train heist here. Okay. Or this will be your next like big interaction, but if you just like get on your horse and like, because this one's set in Montana, so if you just get on your horse and like ride to the next town, people will just like walk up and be like, "Hey, I want you to handle this," and nothing seems like trivial. Like it's not like go kill like ten wild boar, you know, like a World of Warcraft thing. It's like, "Hey, this wolf is killing my cattle. This is why it matters. My family's starving," you know. Winners coming, go here. Okay, so side quests, which are normally yep. something I'm not big on. So they feel more relevant. They feel like are they are they more direct and like a quicker thing to do? I mean, they're definitely more direct. I, I think they feel more relevant because of how the interactions happen. Okay. Like it's not like there's a light over someone's head. It's some lady like runs up to you on her you're on your horse coming into town and some lady runs up screaming, you know, and wants, you know, your help or your attention. So with things like that, you know, it feels like the level of interaction is so much deeper and, okay, you know, how you're going to handle stuff. You know, I think with, I'm not gonna say you have a do good complex, but I know you like to play the good person in video games normally. Uh, and I, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, so in this one, you're kind of like an anti-hero. You know, you're you're a villain who's trying to get out of the game or whatnot. Uh, and I think it would be... I think it would be a lot better than... I mean, I don't... I've never played Kingdom Hearts 2, but, you know, this game just seems different. Okay, so let's, let's go through some of the stuff that I didn't like about the first one and see if they fixed it in a Johnny way for the second one. All right. Okay. One, with a lot of these open world games, do I just need to walk around and talk to a thousand people? Like, am I just going to be walk around talking to people? Because if I'm going to walk around talking to people all day long, like consistently going to a town and just wanting, you know, needing to kind of just go talk to everyone in the town, I hate that stuff. I mean, you're going to have to talk to some people. And that's the whole point of the game is, you know, you're kind of getting to know the area you're in. Okay. Uh I don't think it's necessary to move the story along. Like you just go point to point to like big event to big event or key event to key event, you know. But if you walk into a saloon, people are going to strike up a conversation with you. Like that's the thing. Like some of them, like they just walk up. You can choose to interact with them. You can choose not to. You know. Okay. So the other big issue I had with the first one was it was one thing. Was like okay, so here's the story, 
and you, you get to a point in the store and they're like, okay, here's this guy. He's been hurt. You helped get him back. You need to talk to him later, but it's going to take a few hours for him to get healed up enough. Why don't you just go randomly do shit? And I was just like, no, like I want the option to continue the story if I want to continue the story. You know, you could just like hold back, right? And it just progressed the day, the game a day, right? I don't know what you're saying. So like in Assassin's Creed, like you can make it night or day by sleeping, yeah. right? And you can like hit the back button. It'll say like sleep for 12 hours. What's the back button? On the thing. I don't know. The one on the left. So there's the home button or the start button and the one on the left. I always call that back. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that button is, man. I have the, no idea. I don't think the so. The one opposite of start. The one with the two squares? That you're talking yeah. about? I think so. Okay. I don't think it's called yeah. the back button. Whatever it is, that other button that's not start in the center. If you hit that Assassin's Creed, it brings up a menu that allows you to like sleep. In Red Dead, because I didn't like playing at night, in Red Dead, you could like make time pass. Same thing in GTA. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And you uh, don't have to just like wait around. Well, but that's what it told me. It was like, go do other stuff for a while. Like It literally just said, go do some shit. And I'm just like, screw you. This isn't fun. Okay, here's my other issue is, and some games, like, there's a number of games that do this, and in some games I don't mind, and in other games I do. Um, because, you know, Breath of the Wild has been one of my favorite games lately, and you have to do this in that game, but and I'll tell you what the thing is here in a second, but but like when I tried playing um, Red Dead a little while back, doing this pissed me off, and that's like traversal from one area to the next. Like there was something about doing it in in Zelda where it just, I don't know, I just enjoyed it or I was okay with it. But man, like just running on a horse through the countryside just, ah, just got so... So it's just not fun. I mean, even with even with like uh, Forza Horizon Four, if the next race that you want to do because you're trying to you know get all the new races done is halfway across the map, you're just like, oh my god! Like if I can't throw on my four wheel drive vehicle and just go flying through the through the countryside to get there quicker, it I just it it gets so tiring going from one spot to the next. Like it, does it feel that way at all? I mean, not to me, you know, because. I'm here to play this game. Like, you know, they created this huge immersive experience. You know, I'm not just trying to follow like, like one straight path to get there. Like I'm looking to experience this whole game. Yeah. And see like this world they built. I I think you, (laughs) can your horse die due to a bobcat and you have to walk back to town for two hours? I mean, you can always like fast travel, man. Okay, so I think that's something that like I either wasn't there or I wasn't at a point where I could do yet or something because that's when I rage quit the game. That that it was that moment is when I rage quit the first Red Dead. Is because I'm out on some hill trying to check something out for some random side quest because I'm waiting for the actual story to continue on, and my horse gets like mauled by a mountain lion, and then I'm like, well, guess I gotta walk for the next thirty minutes. There's. There had to be a way around it, man. I don't know. No way. Like I didn't see anything, and at least nothing in the tutorial or directions or whatever else like told me that I could. Mm. So, so here's my other issue, and it's not really an issue. I think it's one of the things that's good, but like not for me right at this moment. 
is that okay. this game is supposed to be huge. And like even just doing without doing every side quest and everything like it's what 60 hour game or some shit. Yeah, I think 65 is what I heard. Um, I've got enough stuff that I'm behind on right now. Like I'm trying to play through the Kingdom Heart games, right? Which granted is like 300 hours. Um, I, I still need to play uh, God of War, like the newest God of War game. I still need to play Spider-Man at some point. There's a couple other ones that are relatively new that I just haven't played yet. And then plus any like the older games I want to play and a few indies thrown in there and play some baseball games, you know, and play games with my son. Like 65 hours just seems like I just don't know. I don't have a I don't have a 65 hour slot right now. So think about Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. How many how many hours you put in there? Okay. Well, here's the difference though. And I see what you're getting at. But here's the difference. I could do that while I, while I was doing anything else around the house, basically, right? Like not while I'm like cleaning or cooking or anything like that, but uh, hanging out with the wife, I could do it because it's all in handheld. Like if this game was in handheld, it would be such a different story. I mean, that was the only difference was because it was on handheld. Yes, because I could easily, while I'm hanging out with the family, while I'm um, doing whatever, right? Like. I didn't have to be like, okay, guys, like I just need the space. I could do it while I was doing other stuff, while I was just kind of chilling out. I could lay in bed while the wife and I are watching a show and and play Breath of the Wild, right? Um, I could take it with me when I needed to go get an oil change and have like an hour and play some of it. You know, I could just do it. Like it was, e- it's easier to fit something in when you can just literally play it anywhere. I think you would make time for this game. I guess. I just so all those games like you know Kingdom Hearts. So I'll say this right now: Kingdom Hearts, while they are not my games, Kingdom Hearts Three might be a great game. I don't think it'll be half the game that Red Dead Redemption is. Well, and I and I understand to the right group how that, I mean, and I understand probably to the masses how that how that's going to be true, right? Uh, I just after being so pissed off at the first one, I. I you you miss the window. So these are like games that kind of define a generation. Okay. You know, don't miss the window here. Well, okay, but what's the window going to be? I'd say until the next generation comes out. You played Red Dead Redemption, the first one, you know, a generation late. You know, it was a 360 game. Yeah. You played on when it was the one. I think you kind of missed that. That window where it was, you know, the best thing that had come out to that point. You know, had excellent mechanics. Everything was kind of new. You know, they were still kind of fumbling with open world. But, you know, once GTA V came out, you know, I think their world building, you know, took a, another huge leap forward. As somebody who put, you know, 80 hours into GTA V, you know, I think this just, like, dwarfs it. Okay. In a way that, I mean, I don't know how Rockstar does that. Like, Now, let's let's do a little, let's do a little comparison with, with GTA here. Now, I didn't play V. Okay. I think the last one I played was was it four? Was that the one that had like the three the three stories? You know, like the Ballad of Gay Tony and um, something else. Um, where there was, I, I want to say there was like a few different characters you could play. Was that that one? The one was it four? I thought the Ballad of Gay Tony was part of Vice City, which was. Maybe Vice City. I don't know. The last yeah. one of those I played, I got to the, this point where I realized that I just don't care as much about GTA anymore. Um, and I think part of that was that 
it was it was uh, mission after mission after mission, right? Okay. And I'm not and and I don't know. I mean, it's been a while, so who knows what's changed in my mind since then. But I got to the point where it's like, okay, like I'm, I don't know if I want mission and then mission and then mission and then mission, right? Like I kind of like maybe more of a smoother thing, like something that doesn't. And I think that's also kind of what what got to me a little bit with with the original Red Dead is it didn't feel like a smooth, um like thing happening it felt like very very broken up of now go do this mission now go do this one and now wait three days until you can do the next one but then go do this one right so five fixed that gta 5 and there was like three interwoven stories like you could switch between the three people okay at will i don't know if you ever saw this but you know it was like you started out as like one guy and then there was another dude who i got involved in the story and they both had different like uh like powers like one dude is like driving he like slow down time i was driving the other guy all right now we have that little interruption okay so it slows down slows down time when he's driving yeah. they have different powers yeah so but you could just like tap a like one of the like arrows on the d-pad and you would like seamlessly transition to a different point of view in the mission okay and the way these like stories were interwoven were you know crazy like you know GTA five had no business having a story that was as funny and entertaining as that one was. Now Reddit has a much more serious tone. Sure. But I think if you are like interested in good storytelling and, you know, good combat that, you know, this game is, you know, like the bar at this point. Does a story feel smooth or does it feel like, from what I've played so far, yeah. I mean, your motivation's pretty clear. Okay. You know. So, okay. So, uh, come January, and I, for from January until I'm not exactly sure when, it could be a couple weeks, it could be a few months, I'm going to have way too much free time on my hands besides getting my house ready to sell. Um, maybe then. Maybe then I'll try. I'll try to dive into it. Maybe I can find a way to pick it up for cheap between now and then. Um, so how's the combat? T- talk to me about the combat. Like, is there punching? Is there kicking? Do you have different type of guns? Can you only hold so many guns? Is it for, it's not first person, right? It's third person, right? You can switch between them. Is one better than the other in your mind? I mean, third person is the way you normally play a rockstar game. I like first person for combat because I like to be able to, you know, kind of get that feel for it and shoot and aim. Okay. Um, combat's good. You have different weapon slots. You know, like I said, I'm really early, you know, just, Working through the real basics, you got a revolver, a rifle. Uh, you know, later on there are explosives and stuff that you know get involved. I think, um, you know, combat on the back of a horse is kind of hard right now, but I think that's something that I'll pick up real easily. Um, How's the horse riding feel? Good. It feels real good. It feels real yeah. good riding that horse. Yeah, real good riding that horse. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see like the snow. Okay, that'll be. Cr- yeah, I mean, you know, just the environments in this game, I think, are going to be amazing. But yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to playing through it. You know, I'm probably gonna, I'm not gonna stop playing Destiny because that's my favorite game. You know, and where Destiny's at right now is amazing. I really, you know, before December, I want to. There's a couple guns I'm hunting real hard. So December's the next expansion. Okay. So, yeah. All right, well, we'll see. If I can get it for the right price, 
Um, I will I will pick it up. And like I said, I have a lot on my plate that I'm trying to play right now. Smash Brothers comes out in just over a month, and I'm sure that's going to take up some time playing that with Ryan. Um, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I will hopefully play it at some time, but I'm trying to figure out like, what am I never going to get around to at this point? Right? Like, what am I not going to get around to until like halfway through the next generation? Like is God of War going to be that game? Is God of War going to be the one I don't get around to? Is Spider-Man going to be the one I just don't get around to? I mean, there, there are games out there that people say are great, but because I'm catching up on older stuff right now that I that I've found that I want to keep playing. Like something is going to get lost in the, in the wayside easy. I think this should be the one that you, you know, make an effort to try. Okay. Okay. And, you know, my opinions aren't always yours. I don't know if like, you know, somebody else, I'm not sure who's playing it. Like, you know, if one of the mega dads is or something like that. If they've talked about it yet, you know, maybe see what they have to say about it. I think they only have pretty good taste in games when it comes to, you know, yeah, I mean, they're, they're. I think they're actually recording their new episode this morning, and I know Adam was playing it, but I don't know if he actually had much time to play it. So I guess his, he and I line up quite a bit with the number of games. I mean, don't get me wrong; like, there's still plenty of stuff that we we differ on. So who knows? Um, all right. So before we before we get here, I did have one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yep. So Project Stream has been out for a little while now. Um, the only thing on it right now is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And you, you know, you go to the website for it. You say, "Hey, I want to access to this for test out the beta." Put your email in. I they say, "Oh, you might be chosen," but like I put it in three or four days later. I did, and I you know put it in for I don't know a week after it had started. So I can't imagine people are getting rejected for this. Um, so as far as Assassin's Creed Odyssey go, I played 10, 15 minutes of the game. I don't know if I'm put a lot of time into it. Maybe later. It's okay. I, here's one thing that bugs me about this game because you played it, right? Yeah. So the combat in it, why is it not like the X button or something to to hit the attack? It's like the right bumper. Yeah, you can remap them in the old ones that used to be one of the like the assassinate buttons. Okay. So I go through and remap all those things whenever I start. Okay, I'm gonna have to see if I can do that, and I don't know if you can do that on the project stream or not. Um, if if for some weird reason you don't know what project stream is, it's where you literally play a game in the Chrome browser. So here's what I want to tell you about though. So I, I I started on my on my desktop computer, which is hardwired into my internet. Uh, it's a computer that could probably run the actual game itself. Hooked it up, hooked up my Xbox One controller blah, 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 away I go, plays just fine. Like they, you do a little thing, you click a button, it's like it, it tests your connection to make sure your connection's good. Yep. So later, I wanted to test it out to see how it worked on my Surface 3. So this is the Surface 3, not the Surface Pro 3 or anything like that. It's two or three years old now at this point, maybe. Uh, you basically, like I can play some games on it, but like on super low resolution and it still gets real choppy. So I, I go on the site, I plug in my Xbox One controller to it, and I thing, and I'm like, and now granted, I was sitting in the same room with my Wi-Fi, like with, with my router, and I'm sitting there, and I did, I booted up, and this game played almost flawlessly on my Surface 3. Now, it's a smaller screen or whatever, but the point is- Really? Like, yeah, it worked great. So, really? Yeah, so I am very impressed. Um, Damn. I, 
I, I'm, I'm very curious to where it's going to go. Uh, I'm curious to, um, I mean, a lot of things like what's, what's the cost of this going to be? Uh, what games are going to be available? Are you going to have to pay like a subscription fee to it and also pay a certain amount for the games? Or is it going to be kind of like games with gold or, or game pass where you pay a certain amount a month and these are the games you have access to? Because if that's the case, there will potentially be some games that I play this way because I can, like, let's say Amy and I are just hanging out or whatever, right? I can just bust out my Surface uh, and it's a smaller screen. I mean, it's a 10-inch screen or 12-inch tennis screen i think something like that um but i can just hook my controller up and just sit there and play that and then when i want to play a better experience of it i can just play it on um on my tv or on my computer or i can i have a thing where i can basically send my computer screen to my tv i mean i can play it that way so i mean i have options um i don't know i think it's cool i i kind of worry about like is everything going to go streaming one day but i think they've basically said the next generation won't be stream only um if it is let's say let's say and everyone else talks about this but i want your specific opinion here if the next xbox that comes out the xbox i don't know bluebird that's the name they're going to use by the way everyone is saying other weird things i'm going with bluebird um if it has an option of a digital only like box like no optical drive Digital only box. It's smaller, whatever. I don't know. Um, and you can stream using it because the Xbox is doing that streaming thing too coming up. They've talked about it. I don't have any details at all. But if that's the case or they have the other one that's going to have the optical drive and you can buy the physical games or whatever else, like which one of those two would you buy? I mean, I will always own the media you okay. know, outright. Yeah, you know I'm a data hoarder. Like, yeah, you know, I got my own server. You know, I put everything I own on there. You know, I am worried at some point that stuff will go away, or they'll be like, you know, like Nintendo. Like, it frustrates me to no end. You know, what I just hear about people talk about, like, I've bought Super Mario ten times, or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, if Xbox tries to do that to me, like, I will find a way to, you know, take an Xbox One game and play it on my computer. Like I, I will pirate to get her. I will spend money if they try to screw me. Like they, you know, I, I don't think that that should be allowed. No, and I and I get that. Um, and I also. So here's my only thing. Here's my only my only thing. Like and I guess it's more of a me personal thing. But they kind of like not not rebutes rebutes rebutes. I can't speak. It's cool, but kind of goes against what you just said, right? Is that Almost everything I have on Xbox, almost everything, is through either Games with Gold or Game Pass, right? Hmm. I don't, and it's not that I don't, like if a new game comes out, I don't buy it for Xbox, I, who knows? I have, I've actually been buying a lot more of these games for, for PS4, um, but most of it's on there. So if it's set up to where, like, that's where I'm going to be playing most of my games anyway, I would at least consider it. Now, granted, if a new game comes out that I want on the Xbox or that I know Ryan's going to want or whatever else, then that's a whole other problem, right? Because if I'm going to buy a game, I'm going to do what I can to buy it physically. Yeah. So, I don't know. Outside of Nintendo, I don't care nearly as much about the physical versus digital. I'm just worried at one point, like, all that stuff, like, you know, if it's all tied to, like, a name, you know, like... Oh, like this whole PS4 like name or the PlayStation name change fiasco that's going on? 
yeah, like if something happens and you know somebody gets on there, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Deadlock two one two one goes away. You know, what happens to all my games? Can I reclaim those? Do I write Microsoft? Do they believe me? Well, you know, you know I think I talked about this. I don't know if I talked about it on here or not, but um, I had to I had to do something with my PS three. Like, oh my! So my 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 PS three. My account was connected to a email address that I had to get rid of because it was like a free email address. And then that service went to where it wasn't going to be free anymore. And I was like, you know what? I don't really use that one anymore. I'll just switch everything over to something else. Well, I forgot about my PSN, right? Because I just didn't use the PS3 or and I didn't have a four at the time. Yeah. So when I started getting back into playing the PS3 again, um, I, I, I didn't have access. I couldn't remember what the password is. I couldn't reset it because I didn't have access to that email anymore. I didn't have any of this stuff. And um, I, I, the way that they would help you uh, like recover all this was you had to give them the serial number on the machine that you set it up on. Well, I set it up on a PS3 that about a year yeah. after I had it shit itself and I had to get a replacement. So I didn't have that either. So I lost my PSN. And I had to start all the way over. Now, I hadn't bought that many games. But don't get me wrong. Like There was a Battlefield, like an online-only, I believe, digital-only Battlefield, uh, World War II Battlefield game that was on there. I forgot which one it was, 1943 or something. Something I don't know. Yeah. But, but like that's one I'd probably go back and play now because even though it's outdated quite a bit, I still really liked it and how it worked. Um, but I lost all that. So, I mean, that is a possibility. That is a possibility of you losing everything if you... I end up in this situation I was in, which I mean, I don't know how many people do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm always a little hesitant, you know, about everything being online, like me having to be connected. Like, if I want to turn off my internet and play Red Dead Redemption Two, like I better damn well be able to. You know, my power's out. You know, you it, know. But here's the thing: is you say that, and this is what pisses me off about the Xbox. I'm, I'm going to go my 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 two issues with the Xbox rant. Bring it. Issue number one. It is a pain in the ass to play that thing not connected to the internet. Like, you don't necessarily need a strong internet connection. Like, whenever I didn't have the tethering on my phone, so when I did tether my phone or hotspot my phone or whatever, it was at like a 3G speed, but it was enough of a connection for it to be like, yes, like, this is you. Um, but if I didn't do that, like the digital games on my PS or on my Xbox, I cannot play. Right? Um, if you have the disc, I guess maybe you could without an issue. Uh, but the digital ones could not play. Like you had to be on there. Now you can go before you shut it all down and go tell it to go into offline mode. And then it like stores that fact that you have these games. But I've had that not work well for me. So that's thing one. So now basically anytime I take my Xbox anywhere, which I know this is a me problem that most people don't have. Like I have to hotspot my phone just to be able to play my Xbox. Thing two, why in the hell does it not save multiple Wi-Fi connection deals? Like, if I take my PS4 and I take it to work with me and I need to hotspot my phone to play some online game, I just turn on my hotspot on my phone, turn on the PS4, it automatically connects. I bring it back home. If I don't want to hook it up as a wired connection, I just turn it on. It automatically connects my home Wi-Fi. The Xbox, every time you connect it to a different Wi-Fi, you have to put the password and everything in. It's like it forgot the previous ones. So when I take it to work, I have to put the password in for my phone. And when I bring it back home, if I'm not if I'm not um, hardwiring it, which my Xbox right now normally isn't, 
I have to go back and re-tell it to connect to that the home Wi-Fi and re-put in the password and everything. Why? Why can't it save more than one? I don't know, man. Maybe they assume you're going to set it on a shelf because it's a box and you're not going to move it around. But you never know. I mean, you never know. There are people like me. Everything else. My Switch does it just fine. My PS4 does it just fine. My laptop does it just fine. Which, by the way, running Windows, same thing as a freaking Xbox. Laptop, Switch, both portable. PlayStation, I don't know. Weird overseas box. Maybe they assume, I don't know, they could put a handle on it. Xbox meant to sit on a shelf, man. (sighs) It's pathetic. Anyways, uh, you have anything else before we get out of here? I'm good, man. Um, I'm picking the song this week because I, a song popped up and I was like, I, I want it for this game. But guys, this has been Generation Gamer Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. Uh, I'm Johnny Casino. Hit me on Twitter, Johnny underscore Casino, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Casino. Uh, my DMs are open so that you can, I don't know, tell me how much I need to play Red Dead Redemption 2. He is deadlock underscore 2121, I believe. Yeah, every once in a while you see him pop up on Twitter. I was very surprised when I saw you retweet something uh, today or yesterday or whatever it was. Yeah, turns out people talking about how much better Xbox is. I'm like, ah, true 4K. Ah, yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, um, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's every once in a while where I'm looking, I'm just like, man, like, I kind of wish I had an X. But you know what? The the next generation's not that far out, and I've got too much to do between now and then. So Just go eat some Taco Bell. They're giving away those platinum Xbox One Xs like hotcakes. Yeah. Uh, Taco Bell giving out hotcakes is a little funny in my mind. Um, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Here's the song I'm picking this week. Um, I was going through the OC Remix and looking at different games and stuff like that, and there's one on here for Darkwing Duck. Now, Darkwing Duck for the NES is a game that I want to own, but it's like 40 or 50 bucks on, on eBay right now. So I don't have it yet, but it's one of the few I'm missing from... I don't know that's on the Disney Afternoon Collection, but it's one of the few from like the Disney cartoons I used to watch all the time. So here, from Darkwing Duck, the song is called Playtime's Over by PSYNES. Let me turn the volume up so you can actually hear it. Enjoy. Enjoy.